That's right. Welcome in. It is another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down the biggest stories in Districts 5 and 6, week in, week out, in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by our East Idaho expert, Sean Kane, at Sean Kane 182 on X. What's up, Sean? Oh, you know, just... Fresh off the the slopes of the cross country skill ski course here in Pocatello up at the Norick Center, I went with my daughter's fifth grade class, and yeah, I still got it. I can still cross country ski. If you anyone at home was wondering, I still have it. I am currently pretty sore, but um, <laughs> that's why I'm like in a hat and still my hoodie. Because, but it was like beautiful. It was like forty degrees. I, I mean, I probably got sunburnt, but yeah. I, cross-country skiing nordic center and uh scout mountain pocatello it's pretty awesome they have skis and snowshoes to rent but that's fun not that that has a whole lot to do with what we're going to talk about but i just wanted everyone to know hey it is it is uh, an athletic uh thing that happened in east idaho so yeah it fits the criteria you did this last year too didn't you I, we snowshoed last year okay that's what so when they're in fourth grade they snowshoe then we upgrade to the cross-country skiing and help kids put them on and um, learned how to do it. And the guy, you know, is teaching them, you know, kind of the pizza. Like if you ever downhill ski, do the pizza to stop. And just kind of made me think of when you have to break things down and, and coach it at that first level. And that's kind of where I was going with this is just how important it is sometimes when we get to watch all these games and high school kids have played forever. But, you know, at some point you're still kind of breaking down to the, just the basics and having fun and, um, and you fall and everyone's going to fall. Right. I fell today. Um, you know, then one of the instructors fell, everyone falls, but it's, you know, getting back up and still doing it and having fun. And that's kind of what East Idaho sports has been doing this winter. There's been some falls, but kind of getting back up and, and getting into it. And, and it's getting really into it here with districts. Yes. District tournament starts, uh, one, one starts this week. Uh, I'll give you a guess as to which one that is. And then the rest start. Uh, next week and so next week we'll have brackets to break down for girls district basketball real quick to the skiing thing quick story and then we'll actually get into east idaho athletics one time i've been skiing in my life one time it was in seventh grade we took a, a pe field trip i'd never skied before we did like it was not great 10 minutes of like loose instruction hey here's what you do here's how you stop see ya <laughs> gotta go kids and uh so i'm at the bunny hill I go down once, don't stop great, fall on my butt, whatever. Take the rope toe, back up. But the second time I'm going down the bunny hill, I don't know what happens. I fall awkwardly. My knee gets twisted. I end up spraining my knee. This was in, in the winter during the junior high basketball season. Oh, no. And I was, uh, you know, I was probably in in seventh grade, like five five eleven, six foot maybe, which is like, tall for a seventh grader i'm like six four now but uh so i they were counting on me for some height inside and then i had to miss like almost the entire basketball season and then they said no more skiing you're done you're so out that's the one time i've been skied you're retired you're retired from the slopes it, so. it, it ruined my seventh grade basketball season so <laughs> <laughs> well we uh we have not been uh, ruined uh we have been spoiled this basketball season with so much strong play from so many teams in East Idaho, uh, particularly on the girls' side, as we are racing towards the finish line, Sean. 
we got to start in this high country conference over in class 4A where Shelly and Skyline and Blackfoot have all been, you know, nipping at each other all season long. We've featured uh, back-to-back games for Blackfoot on idahosports.com at Shelly last uh, Thursday and then at Skyline, the Taj McGrath last night. Let's go back to the Shelly game, Sean. This is a game that you were on the call for. For idahosports.com you've put together a little highlight compilation compilation you tell me when you want me to play that but give me your thoughts of what happened in the game well i mean it you know shelly had taken it to blackfoot in the first go around and kind of in the back of your mind how shelly had played you just you know you had a feeling like it might happen again and that's not what happened at all blackfoot came out and pretty much was in control the whole whole game um marley piper was phenomenal uh kendall anderson was amazing they just they were just kind of had it in control and shelly um kind of looked tired and um maybe just run down but you know you're not you're the number one team for a reason <laughs> and, and we'll see why in the highlights but shelly comes away with a sneaky win after pretty much three-fourths of the of the game blackfoot um winning and it was just a furious pace the game um i think they went to the shot clock twice and it was it was just really good but uh brenly cannon and mia williams of shelly and you know there's just a lot of great players any team would ask for one of these players both teams have multiple people that can get things done but it was just it was a great game and uh a heartbreaker for blackfoot and uh shelly when they won you didn't think like they were 16 or 17 and oh you thought they had won like a championship that's how it felt it was a playoff atmosphere um, in the regular season yeah 58 57 the final shelly picks up the win here are some of the highlights that you put together from the idahosports.com broadcast that's only a And then that that last shot ended up being the game winner, correct? Yeah, that was the game winner. Blackfoot had about 14 seconds left, and I, we couldn't believe that they didn't take a timeout because, you know, they tried to just run it, and it, when it wasn't there, I thought for sure they would take a timeout and kind of time just sputtered out, and Marley Piper got off a, a three-pointer that was well short. But, yeah, it was just uh, – it was crazy. But, you know, at the start of the clip is – uh, Shelly gets their first lead of the game. Brindley Cannon three pointer just wide open. Um, and then the, uh, Blackfoot goes down. Anderson hits a half court shot at the end of the third quarter. And then that last play um, by Blackfoot putting it up for an and one. And then right after she misses that three throw is the winning game winning shot because Blackfoot's unable to put it in. But there there was tons tons of uh points where you're just like a it, it was just there's more i could have done more highlights um the, the thing was is to it uh, towards the end of that game brindley cannon was playing with 
for fouls foul trouble became an issue for her and she's kind of the presence down low and we were both kind of surprised that you know they didn't go inside a little more at the end um they didn't need a three to win but you know it was a great game and uh uh blackfoot's a tough team anytime you can take shelly which is pretty much the unanimous number one team in 4a uh all four quarters and you know, Shelly's got Brindley Cannon, and and that's why they're able to come up with that win. And you know, could have fouled her. A lot of things could have happened, but two well, two good, well coached teams, and um, just a lot of firepower. Yeah. So this happened last year uh, too with Shelly, where they they swept Blackfoot twice in the regular season. In fact, they only suffered a loss to Pocatello last year, or excuse me, they split with Blackfoot. They lost uh, the first game, and then. Let's see. Am I looking at the right thing here? Yeah. Okay. They won the first game, lost the second, and then they lost at districts as well. So Blackfoot actually went two and one against Shelly last year. They and Sandpoint really in the championship were the only teams that were able to solve that, that Shelly riddle last year. Um, but now the Russets after falling in the championship last year, you can tell they're, they're focused in and it's, it's a, it's amazing to me, Sean, two years ago, I did the Blackfoot Shelly game at Shelly for IdahoSports.com. And at the time, Blackfoot was the team that came in as the big juggernaut. They had Hadley Humphreys inside and what a presence she was to the point where Shelly basically said, we're going to pack it in and dare Blackfoot to shoot from the three-point line. And if they make enough threes to beat us, then we tip our hats. And that got them into the game because Shelly had come in, you know, maybe a couple of games above 500, something like that. But they they hung in until the fourth quarter when some of those outside shots did finally start to fall for Black. But now just in two years' time, it shifted, and Shelly is the big bad juggernaut, and it's Blackfoot that is saying, we're going to pack it inside, not because Shelly has a six-foot-three post like Hadley Humphreys, no. but because Brindley Cannon and Mia Williams are still good at driving to the basket, and hey, we got to shut that down. And if we get beat from the three-point line, then so be it. And that's what you saw there on that wide-open three from Cannon. Blackfoot packing it in, trying to stop the penetration. Yeah, Blackfoot had done a good job of keeping Cannon and uh, Williams, you know, from not doing too much damage in in the paint. I you can't stop them; they're going to get their points. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, Casey Lang also uh for Shelly was phenomenal and if Brindley Cannon didn't hit that the game winning shot I, I think uh Casey Lang would have been the player of the game because there's a span there in the fourth quarter where she hits a, a huge three-pointer at the end of the, the 35 seconds and then comes back and she scores like five points in 10 seconds and that was huge too so they have some just great great uh supporting cast members too but yeah, both teams uh, defensively are very strong, and I think that's what makes uh, – it doesn't show up as much because everyone likes the highlights of the shots, but both defense are pretty ferocious and uh, get out and transition very well. But, you know, two good two good teams, but both these teams are good too, but they also, you know, there's, a, there's someone who wants to um, spoil the party for both of them, right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, from there, you know, Blackfoot then – so, so Shelly is now 19 and 0 overall, 9 and 0 in the conference. They have won 
uh, league game left to wrap up their regular season. Blackfoot, following the loss to Shelly, beats Hillcrest last Friday, 57-30. to 30. And then last night, Sean, they head to the Taj Magres to take on Skyline on Skyline's senior night. This was a game that we had last night on IdahoSports.com. First of all, cool moment for Skyline off the tip. Uh, Amy Basic is a senior on this year's Skyline team. She suffered a season-ending injury, I believe, during volleyball season. Um, and she has not played at all this basketball season. And she's, you know, 6'2", great um, high jumper in track. And so she she's definitely somebody Skyline was counting on having this year. And they've adjusted without her. But um, she was announced as a starter for last night's game. She was out on the court for the opening tip-off. Blackfoot kind of recognized what was happening here. They didn't really go for the jump ball. They let Skyline just tip it to Amy Basic. They call timeout, stop the game. She gets her recognition. I just thought it was a cool moment for, for Amy Basic of Skyline, who wasn't able to play this year at all, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. That's um, And that's kind of been the MO of Skyline. They've had some players that have just gotten hurt in the course of, and for their basketball team. And, um, and that's just so tough, but you know, it's nice that they're able to get those moments, um, where you can recognize the hard work they've done throughout the years on the, on that senior night. Yeah. We remember two years ago at state where skyline upset Blackfoot at the opening round at state. Remember and skyline was the Cinderella got all the way to the championship and late in the championship game, you know, they lost, but, um, they called the timeout and they brought in Maddie Olson off the bench yeah. who, who wasn't that's able to enough. play that entire season. Uh, and of course she is at Montana state now playing basketball. So yeah, skyline takes care of their players. They do such a good job. Hey, we got Joel Richardson in the chat here. Uh He was there. Yeah. Joel was there last night. Beautiful moment. Tim and I even got a, got a bit emotional. Yeah. Tim Belknap and, and Joel were on the call for that game last night. You guys did a great job, by the way, Joel, keep up the good work. Now Joel gets to go back to Shelly Thursday night for skyline and Shelly, the rematch uh before we get to that skyline started a little slow against blackfoot kind of like shelly did um kaisa shippen on her senior night leaves with an injury early it was her birthday as well sean so that's never a way you want to go she returns to the game though leads the team in the second half and scoring ends up being the idahosports.com player of the game so yeah, skyline pulls off the come from behind victory 54 to 48. That is two losses in three games for Blackfoot by a combined total of seven points. Yeah. And I believe Shippen had like 14 points in the third quarter or something, 12 or 14 points just in that quarter coming back. So that's just a phenomenal effort. And yeah, that game was until about the last few minutes, it was pretty much back and forth one point battle and, and skyline found a way to kind of just get enough of a lead to kind of finish that out. But yeah, Skyline Shelly rematch should be should be good. <laughs> we also have in the chat here, Sean, Tim Belknap, the oh, other part, the the other half of the broadcast duo from last night. He says <laughs> Joel was crying. You know, this reminds me of Tommy. Well, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> I'll bring the tissues the next time we work together, Joel. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> okay, so now we have this rematch. It's Skyline at Shelly Thursday night on IdahoSports.com. Joel Richardson is going to be on the call. He says, can't wait. And and honestly, you know, neither can I because these two teams mirror each other so well. Now, the first time they played, Shelly won 73 to 59. 
but you consider what they've done to a lot of other really good teams that's this a close year. score for Shelly. That's a, yes. That's what you're getting at. Yeah. They've, you know, in, in doing the work on the game for the Blackfoot Shelly game, you know, Shelly scored a thousand something points and only given up 500. So they've almost doubled everyone they played. So that's, that doesn't sound like a close score, but for what Shelly's done this year, that's a pretty close score. I think the other close score was against Pocatello way early in the season. Yep. So, I mean, what does Skyline have to do to get the win here? I I feel like they have an advantage, not in height down low, but Shea Shippen can bully, can bully, you know, Shelly, whoever Shelly decides to guard her with on the block. And she will, I think, be able to, find ways to score inside. This may come down to can skyline hit enough from the perimeter. Yeah. And that's, and the, and that's, I think what Blackfoot did well is they, they were able to hit a lot of three pointers. Like they were able to kind of come away with some three pointers and keep that lead. And I think w- what Blackfoot did too was good. And I think Shelly might have to do this is you really kind of have to almost outpace Shelly because Shelly doesn't slow down, but if you keep them going, get some of those, starters a little tired i don't know if they ever get tired but if you can keep up pace with them um and not get down early i think that's the key if you let shelly get ahead of you early they're going to relax and the ball's going to start flying in but you got to kind of keep that pace um and and not get down early and i think they'd be fine but i think skyline has a lot of good counterparts to what shelly does um and we know uh, Shea ship and bring the cannon they're all going to get you know their 20 points and it's i think it's about making sure other role players don't get too involved and get a hot hand if it might be who else gets the hot hand like a casey lang or, or someone like that 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 could be the huge difference in that game yep and for for skyline you know a win here would just give them some confidence going into districts somebody correct me if i'm wrong on this but i think the way i understand the high country conference is if skyline beat shelly they would split the regular season title right they'd both be nine and one they will have both beaten each other how do we figure out who's the one seed and who's the two i believe you start looking at other teams in the district while they beat everybody else and then i think well, I think from there it goes to common opponents, and they have played some of the same 5A schools like Madison and Thunder Ridge. And the, the difference there, of course, is that, uh, oh, okay. So this is what it used to be, and then I'll explain what it is. We've got our guys in the chat. Keep keeping okay. me honest here. <laughs> okay. uh, what it used to be was then they would start looking at the non-conference opponents and who you played. And obviously Shelly would have the advantage there. They haven't lost to anybody yet this year. Uh, whereas Skyline has lost a couple, you know, they've lost to Madison and things like that. Okay. Joel says per Skyline coach, Ty Keck, they'd go to the coin flip. And that's what Tim says. Coin toss. Wow. That's, that's huge because whoever can finish one and stay away from Blackfoot on the other side of the bracket, that's a huge built-in advantage. Yeah, I mean, that's that's gigantic. So that game's super important. I I think maybe more kind of for Shelly. I think Shelly, if they can just win it out, then you're going to put Skyline and Blackfoot on that same half, and I think you feel really good <laughs> that Best. way. I think you feel really good. I, and then for Skyline, man, just the the finish out the season that would be a huge confidence, right? Beating Blackfoot and then beating Shelly to finish out regular season. That's you're, you're putting yourself in the driver's seat. Yep, for sure. Um, Joel says, I think the other stuff still matters, but both teams are equal there. So coin toss it is. Yes. Okay. Here's, here's my, uh, 
can we get, if there is a coin toss, Sean, Tim, and Joel together to broadcast the coin flip on IdahoSports.com? What do you guys think? I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure we need three of us. <laughs> I think so. You know, it's an important event. We need, you know, we need our best there uh, representing. So, uh, okay, that'll be very interesting for sure. Tim says he's in. Okay, there we go. Uh, all right, let's talk. Boy, we have spent 20 minutes talking about the High Country Conference. We, but, but it's, it's exci- all it's exciting. I, I mean, it yes. has been nothing short of exciting for the last couple of years. So, totally well worth it. Yep. And Joel says he's in too. So there we go. All right. Uh, okay, let's talk. Let's go to 3A girls hoops. Let's talk about this Mountain Rivers Conference where Teton had been undefeated. And the number one ranked team in the media poll and the number one ranked team in the coaches poll and looked really good until son of a gun, those sugar Salem diggers go to Teton last Friday and get out of there with a 10 point win. 65 55. Are you more surprised by Teton now 18 and one overall two and one in the league? Or by Sugar Salem, thirteen and six overall, but one and two in conference play with losses already to South Fremont and Teton. I mean, this is something we've talked about. You've got three teams that are going to have outstanding records, any way you slice it. But you only have three teams in your conference, so uh, I, I would have to say I'm kind of surprised that Sugar Salem beat Teton. Just Sugar Salem's a really young team, but I think I talked about it a little bit. But sometimes you're just young and you just don't really think about it. They they don't have anything to go, oh, what we did last year. Or you know what I mean? You've got a younger team. They just went and did their business. And we just know Sugar Salem's built differently when it comes to these kind of games against Teton. It's always the same kind of, of like battle. So I don't know if I'm surprised, but I'm just, you're just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, you just, if you if you said, you know, well, who's going to win this game? You would have said Teton, I think, just based on what's happened so far. But are you surprised Sugar won? I'm not. I, I am because they had just played nine days prior and Teton won by 18 at Sugar. So I just, I mean, I, Crystal Daly is a great coach, obviously. And this team is getting better with more games under their belt. But uh, I, and now you've got this showdown between Sugar and South Fremont at South Fremont to wrap up the season this Friday night, Sean. And all of a sudden that now the winner of that potentially could get the two seed and get to host that first round of districts, which is huge. Yeah. So, that, that'll be a, that'll be a difference maker who can finish that out. Oh my gosh. I, I'm telling you, sugar Salem is like the bad guy in a, in a movie, in a horror movie. If you do not kill and eliminate, I'm not saying kill in a literal sense, but if you're, if you don't, if you don't take care of them, neutralize you know, the let, threat. <laughs> yes. You have to neutralize the threat. It doesn't matter. Oh my gosh. They're I'm, a heel, you know, in wrestling, it's the heel, right? The bad guy, but everyone loves them. That's yeah. kind of sugar. Salem's kind of the heel uh, <laughs> of that yes. conference. Here come the diggers once again. Oh, my goodness. All right, 2A, crazy stuff going on. Uh, North Fremont kind of in control of the nuke, the nuclear conference in girls' hoops, 13-6 and six overall, 6-0 six and oh in league play. Um, but I want to go to District 5, the Southeast Idaho Conference, where Soda Springs is now 5-1 and one in conference play. Malad is 5-2. and two. Bear Lake is 4-2. and two. Now, when you look at overall records, you go, oh, yeah, Malad's good. They're 16 and three, and Bear Lake's good. They're 15 and three, and boy, so does eight and 11. What's the deal? 
I don't know how many times I can say it on this show or or anywhere else. Soda Springs, when I when I use the eye test, to me, Soda Springs is the best team in this district and has been for the last several years. They schedule aggressively, and because of that, they always come in with you know a less than stellar overall record. But you have to look at who they're playing, and you have to look at you know what they're actually doing on the floor. And to me, Soda is the favorite down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you just look at Soda's uh, uh, season, the start of their season. They played Preston 4A, they played Grace, they played Skyview, Utah, and then Snake River. Like that, that's got to be probably four hardest schedule starting maybe anywhere. I don't know if I've seen one starter. Now, Preston's a 4A team, not as good as they have been, but still, it's a bigger team. It's a 4A team. Grace is always solid. Skyview, Utah is, is usually pretty good. And we know Snake River's good, and they were definitely good at the start of the season. So, yeah, they started off with you know one and one and three, but those are tough opponents. So, uh, I couldn't agree with you more that 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 overall schedule isn't isn't the biggest thing to look at. It drives me nuts in this media poll that I vote in every week. Uh, nobody is. <laughs> it's all and, and don't get me wrong, Malad and Bear Lake are good too, but. To me, how is Soda Springs not ranked? I keep voting them every week in my top five, and they never make it into the actual poll. It's frustrating. I mean, so and you're like, well, Soda's three and one in the league. Their lone loss came by two points to Malad. I mean, otherwise, you're talking about an undefeated team in, in conference. I guess ultimately it'll be decided on the floor, right? I mean, yeah. Soda did just sweep Bear Lake for the season. They won 55-43 back in December. They won the rematch by 6, 48-42 last Thursday. They will get Malad tonight, Sean. We're recording this Wednesday, January 24th. They will host Malad tonight for the conference title, essentially is what this will boil down to. Yeah, so, I mean, if the, you know they win tonight, it's it's that's wrapped up. You can put that one to bed. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, interim coach, uh, Matt Groning taking over uh, Josh Zentner, who was in his second season leading this Cardinals program abruptly resigns, you know, shout out to the Idaho state journal for having the story and Brandon uh, Brandon Walton for, for writing a good story there. Uh, this is kind of just came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Josh Zentner abruptly resigns. They kind of bring Matt Groning, who's been an assistant for a really long time. Um, and now they're on their third coach in like three years at soda. Yeah, the coaching um, dilemmas in Soda Springs have not been been great, right? There's just not been good good uh, press out of what's come out of there, right? There just hasn't been some positive things, and you had him in there. It's the second year, and you'd, you'd like to feel like they're kind of on the right direction, but they've just had uh, – they're just – it's just it's just too bad. You, you kind of feel bad for the players that they can't get the consistency they need. Yeah, and of course, Wade Shonavelt, head coach there forever, and he just did disgusting, heinous things. Yeah. And this this kind of went under the radar, but in November, he was sentenced uh, to 25 years, um, uh, a, a term of 10 to 25 years, I should say, 10 to 25 years um, for basically having an, imp an improper sexual relationship with one of his players, which is just... I, I can't even imagine somebody in a coaching and teaching position doing that. It's just a total violation. And um, anyways, that's yeah. old news, but you know, they are trying to come out of this thing. And yet at the same time with all this turbulence, 
they just keep on winning too. I mean, so it's credit to those girls for blocking out the noise and just focusing on on the game and and then, and, and been able to do it for you know like almost like generational like like Soda Springs girls basketball has been good no matter how bad the storm is that ship still makes it to port so uh you know you know to the community you're better than any problems that you have when you come together and work together so that's the best part of that yep for sure all right last stop on our girls basketball tour 1ad2 rocky mountain conference this thing is just about wrapped up sean this is the one district that actually starts their postseason uh this week uh they'll have a couple of play-in games and then the tournament proper will get started next week along with everybody else but it is Mackie in the driver's seat. They beat Rockland last night. This was a showdown of undefeated teams. The winner of this was going to walk out with first place. And Mackie wins at home pretty convincingly, 62-43 to 43 the final. I guess the coaches got it right in our preseason coaches poll when they picked the Miners as the league favorite. Remember, that poll was all over the place. Yeah. And, but Mackie was the team that was picked number one in the preseason poll, and here they are making everybody look smart. Yeah, and... I was a little surprised by that score, sixty-two to forty-three, with that win. But you know, nice job by Mackey, and uh, it looks like they'll probably get that one seed in that tournament. And that's a that Rocky Mountain Conference is a real tournament. It is. Uh, now here's the caveat: Mackey's last game is against Grace Lutheran, and the Royals are five and two. So it's not like you know they're walking into an easy time in their in their regular season finale and meanwhile for rockland you know they're six and one well they've got to finish up with a road game at ledor who's five and one so really this top four mackie rockland ledor grace lutheran throw them in a hat and shake it up and who knows yeah and you know they're gonna still play maybe one to two more times in the conference <laughs> bracket so who knows yes I will say this is a league this year, Sean, that gets two and a half bids to state. Okay. So whoever takes third at districts will have a chance to get in. Uh, they will have to play. Basically, they're going to have to play Clark Fork. That'll be the champion from up here in, in district one. Same thing happened in volleyball this year. Uh, and we talked about how many good teams there were in volleyball also this year, um, where Rockland actually took third, had to go to the, the play in match against Clark Fork again, uh, won that to get to state. So we could easily see three teams from the Rocky Mountain Conference at state for girls basketball. Yeah, which would I just I think would be great and uh, well-deserved. So hopefully that happens. Definitely. All right. This is the East Idaho PrepCast presented by No Vape Idaho. We'll be back to talk boy soups right after this break. It's not like I'm doing drugs. Nicotine can negatively impact the developing brain and make it more susceptible to other addictive substances. Students that vape are three times more likely to start smoking weed. And kids who share vapes can unknowingly inhale other drugs like THC, meth, or fentanyl, causing permanent lung damage, overdose, and even death. Be smart, don't start. This is the East Idaho PrepCast presented by No Vape Idaho here on IdahoSports.com. Uh, Sean, did you know that vaping can increase the risk of lung infections? That just sounds like a bad time. Um, considering we do a lot of talking, that sounds terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I don't want no part of it. 
And everyone might think, you know, hey, what's the big deal? A lung infection. I'll fight that off on a couple of days. With COVID-19 kind of now, I think it changed everybody's breathing system a little bit. And what was once something minor and routine can develop into something a little more serious. So like in this post-COVID world, I wouldn't I wouldn't even pick up a vape pen. Like why why weaken your lungs even more? And yeah, and I did cross country skiing, and my lungs aren't great to begin with. Yeah, so, <laughs> to be honest, I don't, I don't need any more handicaps. Yes, uh, if you want more tips and uh, info about vaping, you can go to your favorite web browser. Type in No Vape Idaho. That's No with a K, K N O W. No Vape Idaho, and uh, find out more there. Let's move on to boys basketball, Sean. Uh, we're also going to start in the 4A High Country Conference where Hillcrest remains on top. Um, Black And really, to me, in 4A basketball, there's kind of this big four from East Idaho, right? It's, it's Hillcrest, it's Preston, it's Pocatello, and Blackfoot has now entered the chat as well. Now, you, again, this is the danger of just looking at overall records, right? Because when you look at Blackfoot – You'll see that they've, you know, taken a couple of uh, losses along the way this year. Blackfoot comes in with a, an overall record of five and ten, but man, they're three and two in the league. They just pushed a really good Preston team and fell in overtime, sixty nine sixty five. They lost to Preston the first time by only nine, so that's a team that's getting better, in my opinion. And when they played Pocatello, they only lost by ten. So I think people need to start paying attention to what's going on at Blackfoot. Yeah, and, and if you remember Blackfoot, we talked about them kind of a lot in the start of the season. You know, they went and played Capital and Lewiston and Bora, and they lost the Capital, they lost Lewiston, they beat Bora, but they they started with a strong schedule, um, and and they played some pretty pretty tough opponents pretty well. And you know, in watching that Preston game, uh, Blackfoot was pretty much in control of that game all the way until till the end, where Preston was able to just kind of be Preston. Um, and and be smart with the ball towards the end and come away with a win. But uh, Blackfoot had that game in in the grass to their hands, which would have been that would have been a huge shocker, I think, to the the ranking systems of whatever ranking we use to everyone. But uh, good team. Um, and again, that conference is crazy too. Like you know, you both have Blackfoot and Skyline at three and two, and Shelley at two and three. So uh, with the last few games, that could change up a little bit too yeah and that was another thing that was driving me nuts in these polls that i vote in or or put together um we still had last week uh pocatello ranked ahead of preston <laughs> even though preston had beaten pocatello i'm like guys come on <laughs> let's let's get this figured out uh rematch tonight or uh thursday night i think i gotta double check which day it is uh rematch tonight. Oh yeah, tonight in Hillcrest, Preston at Hillcrest. Now, when these teams played, it was the season opener. Hillcrest won by three, 56-53. The caveat being they were playing without their best post, Isaac Davis, and their best guard, uh, Ike Sutton. Both those guys back now. What do we think happens in this rematch? I mean, how... <laughs> You know, I think I you've seen Preston enough now that I I feel like they're just a tough, um, hard team. You, when you have you have five players out there that can score, uh, it, for me it's going to be 
can they handle the underneath the basket? Because where Preston had trouble with Pocatello was um, Ontiveros down low had, had had kind of a big game against Preston. Um, and so will Preston be able to, you know, handle Isaac Davis, which is, I would say, definitely more physical than Ontiveros down low. And, you know, if Hillcrest uses that to their advantage, I think it, it'll be very tough for Preston. But, you know, Cruz Harris of Preston has done well underneath. And if he can continue to do that and they can kind of play that team defense Preston's been playing really, really good at uh, double teaming when they need to and things like that, it could be a close game. But I think this is kind of the game we where we see if, if uh, Hillcrest is what we think they are. <laughs> and I think they know that, too. And I don't think you want them to know that. Um, I think Hillcrest is going to come out with something to prove kind of to the state polls. You know, I, I, that's what I kind of think. So I kind of, I kind of think Hillcrest might win this game. And we mentioned coming in Hillcrest on the season. Again, you can't just look at the records because they're nine and six. Um, all six of those losses have come to non Idaho teams. So they're undefeated against the state of Idaho. Just say it. Um, they are the favorites going back to state uh, this year. Again, uh, 2A. Let's go 2A hoops. Nuclear Conference. North Fremont, 10 and 2 overall. They're 3 and 0 in league play. Firth right on their heels at 3 and 1. And Ryrie. How about Ryrie? They're 2 and 1. Uh, Ryrie just picked up a non conference win over Sugar Salem by 2, 53 51. And then they lost last night to Teton by a single point, 52 53. So those are two really good 3A programs. I don't know. Here comes Ryrie. They're going to play North Fremont twice still starting tomorrow night at home against North Fremont. And then they play Firth one more time. Now Firth beat them pretty handily the first time out. So to me, you know, we'll see how Ryrie does against North Fremont. But to me, I'm still looking at the Huskies and I'm still looking at the Cougars. These teams met already once this season. 10 point win for North Fremont. The rematch will come up next Friday, February 2nd. But same old, same old, right? North Fremont and Firth. Yeah, that kind of seems to be the, you know, a two-horse race right there. But Ryder, you're definitely making a case. And But Firth has been looking really, uh, really well, too. But I don't, I don't know if you can really bet against uh, a North Fremont at this point. <laughs> and then there's the Southeast Idaho Conference, District 5. West Side, 2-1. Bear Lake, two and one. Soda, two and one. Aberdeen, one and one. <laughs> what do we what do we make of this conference here, Sean? Um oh man, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the last time we talked about this conference, I was really big on Bear Lake. And now I I don't know what to think because they're all two and one. Um uh West Side's good. We we know the players West Side has. I'm just, I don't know. I think, you know, Westside got a, a nice win over Teton, uh, 50-47, a three-point win over Teton, but then goes and loses to Soda Springs, 44-57. So, I don't know. What, what what does it tell me? You're the expert. <laughs> well, I, I mean, based on the results, I would say Bear Lake has been kind of the most consistent team. Bear Lake... Uh, we mentioned two and one in conference play. They have defeated Soda Springs by eight, and they lost to Westside only by five, 72 to 67. Um, Westside, we mentioned they were in, in the driver's seat until they lost to Soda Springs last Friday. Um, and that game was 
like a 14 point margin. So, you know, 57, 44. And then you look at Soda Springs and Soda was right there against Bear Lake. They've beaten West Side. I don't know. I, I still, this is going to sound weird. I'm with you. I still kind of lean Bear Lake in this whole deal. <laughs> yeah, I've I felt like Bear Lake was kind of the team for this conference at the start. And, uh, but I guess we'll just have to see, you know, Bear Lake still has to play West Side again and Soda. So there's two more pretty, pretty important games conference wise coming up. And, and Aberdeen is kind of the wild card here because they have played twice is all they've beaten Malad, which is in last place. And they lost to West side, which uh, that was back in January, you know, a couple weeks ago, they lost 71 to 56, but they still uh, play soda Springs twice. They play bear Lake twice and they play West side one more time. And how about this stretch to close out the season? Three home games in a row for Aberdeen. Westside, Bear Lake, Soda Springs all over the last, I don't know, four days of the season. That that could decide the race right there, how Aberdeen yeah. performs on its home floor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they're just a couple days apart. You know, it's Friday, Monday, Tuesday. That'll be a that's a lot of games at the tail end. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh that's man. We've got uh, Michelle Barger. She's the head girls basketball coach from Grangeville, Sean. She says she thinks Soda's going to be in there. Okay. I'll keep an eye on it. I I mean, Soda does have the momentum, right? They did just beat West Side. Yeah. I mean, boy, this is going to be a fun race to watch uh, down the stretch. And uh, I think the success of the Soda girls pushes the Soda boys a little bit too, right? Yeah, that's definitely, you kind of get that. You know, they each go and watch each other's games and support each other and things like that. If, you know, you don't want to be the guys on the, not getting the wins, right? <laughs> you, you want you want to match what that other team's doing, vice versa. So maybe maybe that will be yeah. Soda Springs too kind of seems to be a little stronger here at the end, but I'm gonna still kind of lord lean towards Bear Lake just because that's what I said to start with. But I'm not I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not I'm not putting down any money. You're not confident with that. No, uh, no. I, this is gonna be a really fun race. We're gonna. As we get, you know, we've got a little more runway for boys basketball, right? For girls basketball, we've got pretty much one or two games left on the schedule, and then districts will start next week. Boys basketball, there's still a little runway, still some races to be decided. So, you know, it's going to be fun to watch it all play out as the season goes along. All right, Sean, before we get out of here, I know you wanted to talk a little wrestling. Tiger Grizz did take place this past weekend, co-hosted by Skyline and Idaho Falls. Brought a lot of out-of-state wrestling competition um, to the city of Idaho Falls, but we had some good breakthrough uh, performances from some East Idaho grapplers as well. Yeah, um, you know it was pretty neat to see um, Kyler Scott of Century Girls take first at 114. I thought that was kind of kind of cool. Um, I'm I'm getting used to reading these wrestling scores now because um, <laughs> you guys on the mat chat. Uh, and it's, it's been real interesting just how they, they have the girls in there too, right? Just in with the boys and it's pretty interesting. And so that was pretty neat. Um, you also had, uh, Kayla Vale of Bonneville girls getting the 120. Um, I mean, there was a ton of East Idaho champions, 
um, that I saw. You had, you know, DJ Needler of Idaho Falls at 145 was first place. Um, you know, Le- Levi Belknap Nap of Snake River, he's been talked about before. He took first place as well. Um, and then the big thing uh, was Coulter Burton of Century got 200 wins, right? And I, I think you guys mentioned that on the on the mat chat, but 200 wins. We have a lot of, uh, we, we bring it up when you get a hundred. So I didn't even know that was possible until I, I saw that. So th- that's something new to me. Yeah. It's been a pretty good career for Coulter Burton. First at American falls now at century crossing 200 crew Searle from skyline crossed 100 wins this past week. Tucker Bowen from soda Springs crossed 150 career wins. So we're just, we're knocking them over. Uh, other champs to highlight, you know, Mac Mogger of Blackfoot won at 126. Uh, of course, Coulter Burton won at 138. Uh, you had um, Riker Fulmer from Teton took first place at 170 as well on the boys' side. Um, and then in the team race, you know, it was won by a Utah school, West Lake High. Um, and then Meridian, Big Bad Meridian took second. The highest placing team was Madison. You know, Madison quietly is putting together a pretty good wrestling program there. So, yeah. Congratulations to all them. Yes. Um, yeah, Madison. Yeah, you know, Madison is always has a good numbers and does kind of well at wrestling. And I, maybe we don't hit on them enough, and that's something we'll have to look at. But, yeah, they do quiet, quietly always do a good job and compete well at these tournaments. So congratulations to Madison. Yep. It is an exciting time to be a wrestler or a basketball athlete in the great state of Idaho as the winter sports season is entering the last month here. We're, uh, we're getting it to the home stretch next week, Sean. We'll break out the brackets. That's right. We will go through all of the district tournament brackets, outline who we think might advance, look at potential trap games, you know, trap door falls, all that good stuff. You ready for it? Yeah. And the play in the play in games that I won't know about and you'll have to tell me. So. Yes. Well, I can't I can't tell you who's in them because there is still a uh, a night of regular season basketball in the Rocky Mountain Conference. And depending on who wins or loses, I think I can tell you, I think American Heritage is their new team this year. They're playing varsity girls basketball and boys basketball for the first time. I think they're automatically the 10 seed because they didn't play everybody in the conference, right? Yeah. They're kind of easing themselves in, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think other than that, you know, we still got it. But 10 will play seven, nine will play eight, yeah. and then we'll have the traditional eight team bracket from there. So, yeah, I, w- I was talking more about when they get to the end and they have to go play the play in games. Oh, you're talking about state, state play in. Yeah, like, <laughs> like some conferences you w- take second or you. And you have to play yeah. two play it like all that stuff. We're, we're going to gotcha. need your help on that. So, yes, I will have all that <laughs> info for you. And we will have all of the girls district brackets, of course, up on our website as well at idahosports.com. I thought you were talking about districts, the Rocky Mountain, because there's play in games for that tournament this week. So. Yeah, that does make sense. And I remember yeah. that now. But yeah, yeah, I was getting too far ahead of myself. No, you're good. I like it. So, all right. Big thanks to everybody that tuned in to uh, watch the uh, idahosports.com East Idaho prep cast. Uh, of course, you can always listen to this uh, podcast as well. Uh, on the idahosports.com uh, homepage, there's a little drop down menu that says prep casts. You click on that, East Idaho Prepcast, and you can listen to it there. Also, wherever you download and subscribe to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com.